Hi, and welcome to the Apprentice Factory Kyabum District League Show. This is a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening around the Kyabum District League. This show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout winter and is hosted by Jason Welsh and Sam Saracino on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. So let's have a listen and see what they have got up to this week. 1FM 98.5 live and local sports sees us in the KDL show. Football and netball qualifying final weekend. Of course, top eight in operation with Sam Saracino, the publicity officer of the KDL. How are you, Sammy? Going well, Statsy. What a day we've got out there today. Absolutely. It's a cracker, isn't it? For the last Saturday of winter, it's an absolute beauty. And the setting today will be beautiful too, Statsy. I know that you're going to Marupnunichuka, but the boys that are going over the Ironbark Stadium today at Rushworth, the setting will be just magnificent. Uh, I think it's J-Dub, the Pontiff, BR, and the Brown Dog, obviously uh, heading over to the Ironbark Stadium. And then, of course, tomorrow, Statsy, I know, at Merrigan, uh, yourself, Digger Chikariko, the Pontiff, BR, and Brownie. So great group of... uh, Call teams there that are heading out to Ironbark Stadium and Merrigan Recreational Reserve for these. Well, I return home tomorrow, Sammy. That's where it all started for me at the Merrigan Football Club under Peter White in the early 90s, uh, being a statistician at least anyway. And, yeah, big times. Uh, What a great side they were in the 90s. They had, uh, of course, Shane Keck and running around. He was a great little rover. Um, He could have probably played at a higher level. Uh, He was a really good footballer. Yeah, Merrigan definitely had some good footballers in those late 80s, early 90s. Uh, um, Francis Ryan was correct. another one. Yeah, you know, they just had some really good players. Darren Rowney. Yep, that uh, created that slice of history for their club. And, and look, they're going quite well now. They've been able to turn it full circle. They did have a period there where they struggled. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting finals. But maybe before we do touch on the finals uh, that are going to be played today at Rushworth and tomorrow at Merrigan, um, Statsy, we might touch on... Last week's elimination finals in both football and netball. Obviously, it started at Nagambi, of course, between uh, Shepherd and East Fifth and Gagari Eight. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Jig, you know, did a, a fantastic job to, to qualify, but they just, um, yeah, weren't able to match Shepherd East uh, on the day. Shepherd East jumped out of the blocks very quickly, ten goals, four to one behind a quarter time, and and from that point on, it was pretty much. An uphill battle. Look, they did well to fight their way back in during the second quarter, four goals to one. But then in the third, it was five to one. And then obviously, early in the last, you know that you know they were a long way back, and and most of us thought that you know how far is this going to blow out? But to their credit, they uh, fought the game out. Um, look, Sheppey's probably certainly took the foot off the pedal. I know that Dizzy Gillespie, Rob Osborne, and even Jamie Spencer who had to head off to a, a wedding in Melbourne. Those guys obviously came off, you know, by the 10-minute mark of the last quarter. And at that point, Shepos had won that last quarter, 3-2, to two, and then obviously Gagari, without being disrespectful, obviously kicked four goals in junk time to make the margin look uh, a little more respectable. Um, you know, it was 10 goals still, but and that was what the margin was at, at quarter time. Uh, stats. And then the next day... Um, that was a fabulous final on that Sunday. Uh, Violet Town v Nagambi, uh, ebbed and flowed. The lead changed many a times, and uh, as per usual, we thought that Violet Town would get the job done, but uh, the finals hardened Nagambi. You can never write them off, and young Jonathan Moore was outstanding with half a dozen goals. Obviously, Excel and Mellington were good for Violet Town, but in the end, it's the reigning Premier 
that lives to fight another day and goes into week three of the finals. Then when we switch over to the netball courts, Statsy, um, 5v8, Volatown v Merch. Merch came in with uh, lots of momentum, but uh, full credit to Volatown. They didn't finish fifth for, uh, you know, uh, a re- they finished fifth for a reason, obviously, and they were able to get the job done on the Saturday and move through to week three of the finals. And then on Sunday, Merrigan was able to turn the tables on Stanhope, having beaten, been beaten by them twice during the home and away season, even as late as about round 15, I reckon it was, in the season. Uh, Merrigan were able to get the job done and move through to next week's uh, semi-final rounds, which will be played at Avon and Shep East. That's it. Yeah, no, it was a great weekend of football, wasn't it? And netball, and yeah, no, really great to kick off. And big crowds as well. The league's got to be happy. The crowd on Sunday was absolutely amazing. Yeah, look, I, and Saturday was pretty good too, Statsy, given that there wasn't a thirds game. Um, and then obviously there was some junior games that were played on um, Sunday as well. So that probably added to the crowd, I reckon, on Sunday. But yeah, look, talking to Fraser Kerrin during the week, he was pretty happy with both gates um, across the day. Uh, uh, Sunday was a little bit better than Saturday. Um, but yeah, both very good gates, Statsy. Yeah, great day at Lancaster. And they did a great job hosting that final as well, uh, Violet Town, the Gamby, last week. Yeah, as did uh, Longwood, who had to uh, move from their home venue to Nagambi. And, and full credit to those two clubs because I believe there was a lot of collaboration working together to help one another make that happen on Saturday. So well done to both Nagambi, Longwood and also Lancaster uh, for hosting last week's final statsy. Just want to say hello to our Commander-in-Chief, Jason Welsh, listening in on this Saturday morning, of course. Uh, the, one of the other hosts for the KDL show when we run him off the interchange bench. Yeah, good morning to you, J-Dub, and your family. I'm sure you'll be listening in on this beautiful Saturday morning. What's it look like uh, today? Avon will take on Stanhope. I'll run through some numbers for you. Uh, of course, this is at, like you said, Ironbark Stadium. Look that up in Wikipedia, like I said earlier. This year holds 3,000 people capacity, Ironbark Stadium at Rushworth. So let's see if we can get 3,000 there today. We'll see what happens. Uh, Avon will, of course, finished late finished on top, so qualified on top. They're ranked fourth in offence, believe it or not, for uh, a number one team. Now, that is off the back of the home and away season. And in defence, they're ranked one in defence. So uh, Stanhope, on the other hand, are ranked five in offence, and they're ranked two in defence. So defensively, it is one playing two. And effectively, Statsy, when you look at um, finals... As we, you and I both know, even when you look at it at the elite level AFL, um, a lot of people do say that defences win flags. Um, and, and, and for this to be 1v2, it's going to be a, a cracking game. I mean, obviously, the, you know, some people will say that, you know, Avonal did leak some high scores to Nagambi and Viletown late in the season. But to be fair, uh, Avonal was probably waiting for today. They knew that they'd qualified first. They'd rested a few blokes. Uh, I know that Dean Giles, their key defender, didn't play. Daniel Clark missed a few games towards the back end of the season. And, you know, they're going to be cherry ripe for today. Tim Carolitis comes in too today. He's, he missed a couple of games late in the season with a, a little bit of a leg injury. So, yeah, it'll be intriguing to see. And obviously, Stanhope do defensively have been very strong with Stewie Trevina, uh, Craig Emmett down there, Matt Gill. So they've got, you know, their uh, good defenders as well. Uh, the last six meetings, Avenal have won four of those. So four of the last six meetings have gone to Avenal. Avenal have played top four sides three times this season, one each time. They're interesting enough. Their two losses both came at home. They were to Violet Town and the Gamby, uh, like you said. 
This is a stat that worries me for Stanhope. They're none and four amongst top four teams for the season. So that, that's a slight concern. Avenal did beat them in the broadcast game back in round 13 at Stanhope by five points, 88.56 to 79.51. Now, I know this is COVID-affected, but uh, Stanhope haven't won at uh, the venue, which is Rushworth, for some uh, three years. Yeah, right. So that's, yeah, as you say, COVID-affected. The interesting stat, I know you did mention... Um, stats here that they are zero and four against the top four. In sides. fact, I'll wind that back by one. It's four years. Four years. Okay. So look, when you look at the stat that was uh, floated just then, zero and four against the top four sides, they have got very close uh, in all those games that they've played. I know that they've played merge twice, and I think the combined total defeats were 21 points. I got a feeling between those two losses. Lost to Lanky very early in the season, and obviously lost to Avenal probably just after the halfway point. Um, in the broadcast game. So their losses to those top four sides haven't been big defeats. They've been small margins. I think potentially the biggest margin might have been the one uh, against Lanky early in the season. So outside that, uh, they've been very, very strong and very competitive. Strong defensively, both these sides. For me, um, Avenal have freshened up, I feel. Um, you know, Hayden Heater's back. He's going to start in, in the uh, ruck today. Jake Sutherland's back from suspension, so that hope helps. He'll go to the forward line with Tob Tobin and Subra Arnett, so that's three big blokes. And then they've obviously got Avala, Duncan, and Myers. It'll probably be the small blokes running down there. Defensively, as I said, they've got Clark and Giles that, you know, patrol that defence. They've got Mitch Tobin, who's obviously one of the favourites for the McNamara medal, and Maynard and Timmy Carolitis running through the middle. So they've got a really good group. Then when you look at Stanhope, they've got Flynn in the middle, uh, they've got Ryan Semmel, obviously, who's a very good player. Then down four, they've got uh, a real myriad of different types of players that I think uh, could worry Avenue a little bit because they're slick uh, and, and a little bit slippery and hard to sort of pick up. You know, the, the Adamsons, uh, Pattons, uh, Pearsons, uh, Gleasons, uh, Thomas Rennie. You know, they've got a real uh, different sort of uh, makeup down forward and probably a little bit unpredictable uh, to mine. Luke Semmel's another one that runs through that midfield. And then, as I said, down back, you've got um, Trevina, Gill, uh, Emmett that uh, patrol them down there. So it's going to be a fantastic game of footy, Statsy. I think uh, it, it'll be won and lost in the midfield. Um, and naturally, that's stating the obvious, some people will say. But I, I think that if Avenal can get the ball moving forward and, and, and have it camped in their territory, I think that they can do enough. And today's conditions probably make it conducive to having that little bit taller sort of side. If it was a wet day, I'd be a bit concerned because they've obviously got Tobin, Arnett uh, and um, Sutherland. And then obviously they'll have uh, Heater that will, will, will change down there, I'm assuming, with probably Tom Tobin. We'll do a bit of Ruckworth and, and maybe Sutherland. So, yeah, I, I just like the fact that Avid will probably have those big guys that can clunk a few marks and, and, and kick a few goals. And then they've got the little blokes who can rotate either through the midfield or down forward because um, that's going to be crucial. So I probably are leaning towards Avenal. Now, you haven't got a spare navigation device, have you? Uh, I don't, I'll have to have a look. And at I'll tell car. you why. We did say that Stanhope haven't won at the venue for four years. Well, guess what? When was the last time Avenal was at... Ironbark Stadium, yeah, 2018, four years ago. Four years ago. So yeah. I've got a feeling they're going to need some navigation. Um, how to find the venue. How to find the venue. So uh, they're going to need uh, a bit of help this might, afternoon. Might be a bit easier for stand-up, given it's down the road, Statsy. They just sort of go 
let me think, let me think. Go south of Stanhope and they'll make their way to Rushworth, I reckon. So this is just for the listeners' clarification what it looks like. The winner goes to the prelim and are on the front porch of the big dance. They've got to win that, of course. The loser will play Shepherd and Ace, get a second chance at Avenal next week. Which is huge. Massive. Like, Shepherd obviously got that week off, freshened up, got a few that are going to come back in um, that will help them make uh, them a bit stronger. And as Brownie probably alluded to, these two are going to crack in today, so they're going to be a, a little bit sore next week for the loser. And then obviously for the winner, they get that week off to freshen their bodies up, as you say, to move through to the prelim. I... I I just like Gavinal, um, Statsy, based on what you've just um, put out there as, uh, uh, you know, with your stats. Um, and they don't finish first, you know, for no reason for mine. So I, I'm going for Avenal. Look, it was a bruising encounter back in round 13. Uh, statistically, uh, uh, it was... Stanhope actually won the centre breaks by three on that occasion. And they Avenal won the clearances around the ground by four. Uh, inside 50 zones were Avenal had uh, four more inside 50s advantage there. And Stanhope took 11 marks inside 50 to Avenal's eight on that occasion. So it was a bruising encounter back in round 13, broadcast game, of course, that was at Stanhope. And, yeah, it's interesting. The stats worry me for Stanhope. The, the stats certainly point towards an Avenal victory, but... On any given day, I think Stanhope can match it with him, but I do favour Avenal. Yeah, so that that that's true. Like, I mean, obviously, in that day there, it's going to be a lot different than what it was on that broadcast uh, game because, obviously, it was a bit wet and miserable that yep. day. Um, so it, it lent itself to that contested type uh, game of football where today, I think, there will be that contested type. But I think if it gets on the outside... Who does that help? Maybe Stanhope, but, you know, Avenal have got some good outside runners as well. So, yeah, for me, Avenal Statsy. No worries. And what we might do now... Have a look now, at tomorrow's yep, game. I you'll have a look at tomorrow's game. So what we will do is have a look at that game. Murchison Talamba taking on Lancaster at the gum at Merrigan. Tomorrow, of course, Merrigan Recreation Reserve. Look, uh, the recent record, last five meetings, Lancaster won three, Murchison Talamba two, so nothing in that. Murchison Talamba finished second, Lancaster finished third. Top four, uh, against the top four this season, Murchison have won three or four, only lost being to Avenal. And this surprised me when I, I had to check it twice. Uh, top four, uh, Lancaster actually zero and three. Zero and three, so did they not beat Stanhope? Uh, obviously, if they've uh, zero and three, yeah, okay, that's interesting. Zero and three, probably played uh, only only once. I know they played Avenal once and lost by about nine points. Obviously, got beaten to Merch by about two and a half goals, I reckon. Statsy and obviously lost to Stanhope when Stanhope were getting on that roll after a slow start. So, to, in saying that, though, Lancaster has got better, and uh, they have won. I reckon their last six or seven games uh, leading into the final. So they are in pretty good form. Back in round 12, Stanhope beat Chapman and East by four points at Central Park. Right, okay. So um, when you look at Lancaster's form, they have been really good in the last six or seven weeks. I know that they probably had a bit of a soft draw in saying that, but they are in good form. Uh, they've reappointed Tom Davies, which is a good uh, reappointment for mine. So congratulations to Tommy Davies. Um 
I, I, they have they have got better too. Zach Sarani's come in. They've picked up a couple of other blokes uh, from Melbourne um, to complement Jake Mills. Um, they're defensively really good. Lancaster Murchison's probably been one of those ones that hasn't got the recognition they deserve. Uh, I must commend Nick Irani. He's done a fantastic job at Murchison. Um, brilliant uh, coach. Um, he really does do his homework. He, he really spends a lot of time in analysing his own team, but also the opposition. Um, they are a very well-balanced side. And, and this is going to be a, an absolute cracking game of football uh, tomorrow at the gum. I don't think much will separate them. I've gone for Murchison. I just think their form has been very good. I think we forget that Murch only lost two games during the home and away season. So they finished actually equal top stats. He 14 and 2, the same of Avenal. Their only two losses came to Violetown in the first probably five weeks. Um, and then obviously later on in the season, they lost to Avenal. They've got, you know, James Milne's probably likely to come back in today. Shane Kay, you've got Trent Freer, you've got Mika Kade, who's obviously played some big game finals. The Lloyds are playing some really good football. Aiden, Andrew and, and James. Ash Cashin um, is playing really well. You know, uh, McGibbon, their back line is pretty solid. Um, it, it, look, both these teams have got good players in every third of the ground, and it's going to be an absolute cracking game of football. Not much separates them. Really highly contested. And again, same sort of scenario. The, the midfield battles are going to be crucial because you need to be able to control territory. And I just like Murchison just. Statsy? Yeah, look, they're both won at the venue in recent times, so that's no problems uh, for those two particular clubs. They just keep doing it, don't they, Murchison to Lambert? Not knocking Lancaster at all. They had a great second half for the year, like you said. Like, at times I thought they were just going to be bottom half of uh, the eight, and then they just surged, particularly in the last couple of weeks, to get that third spot uh, with a sweeping run into the finals. I just think Murchison to Lambert, look, again, it could go either way, but... I just, like you said, I like what Nick Irani's doing in particular at Murchison Talamba right now. Yeah, he's really invested as a coach. I know Nick personally, um, and he does do his homework, as I said, on the opposition, which I think is important. Any coach that um, goes above and beyond, you know, and looks at those sorts of things, I think does set them up well for these big finals. Now, obviously, when Murchison last played in the final series... Uh, they were beaten in an elimination final by Stanhope, I think, at Violetown. So they'll be very keen to make amends. Obviously, Lancaster's got really good history when it comes to finals. They tend to play really well in these big games. So it's a big game for Merch tomorrow. They'll, they'll, they'll be very keen to make a statement because they know that if they can win, they're one step away from playing in a grand final, uh, of course, on that uh, September 17 at the Recreation Reserve. So, yeah, for me, Statsy, I'm going to go for the Combine, Murchison, Talamba, the Grasshoppers for me. You? Yeah, look, I think just Murchison, Talamba, like like I say, could go either way. Look, I've seen them twice this year, and I've been very impressed with them. And when I've seen them, they've had some star quality players out as well throughout the year. So not saying Lancaster hasn't had the same... Uh, issues throughout the year, but I can only go off what I've seen. I've seen Lancaster once, I've seen Murchison to Lambert twice, and I've been very impressed with them thus far. Yeah, the grasshoppers have been really good, and, and you've seen them against really good opposition, obviously, against Shep East, and of course, Stan Open. Obviously, you would have seen Lanky against uh, Violetown on yep. that Sunday. So, yeah, look, both of them have got lots of good things going for them, and it you know, wouldn't surprise me 
to be honest, Atsy, looking at both games to see the, uh, I guess, the non-favoured team being Lancaster if we're going to frame a market and Stanhope win today or tomorrow's games um, because you don't finish top four, um, you know, for nothing. I mean, they, they've worked really hard. I mean, they've, uh, Lancaster and Stanhope's records are 12-4 and four, and obviously uh, Avenue and Merch are 14-2. and two, But I don't generally believe there's much margin splitting you know, those teams that finish 3-4-5 compared to those teams that finish 1-2 with 14-2. What we might do, Statsy, is go to a sponsor's break and then come back and have a look at the two two A-grade games in Nepal, which are going to be absolute crackers. Just real quickly before we do, I just want to point out that obviously the winner goes to the prelim and the loser will... um, Play Nagambi. At yeah, Shepparton and East. Play yes. Nagambi at Shepparton and East. That's yeah. right. Yep, which will be a cracking game next uh, Sunday, Stephen. At Central Park. Yeah, yep. that'll be an absolute belter. Go to a sponsors break, Sam. We'll have a look at the qualifying finals netball action A grade KDL. Do you need it knocked over or smashed up? Keith McRae Demolitions are your demolition and environmental cleanup specialists. Equipped with EPA trucks and a mobile concrete crusher, they're also licensed asbestos removalists. Call into their yard where they stock a huge range of secondhand timber, steel, aluminium windows, all at super secondhand prices. Call Crowbar Demolitions today on 58299413. Sponsors of 1FM. Footy finals are upon us again. Do you want a new TV to watch your team win the premiership this year? Jason's TV have large Samsung TVs on special with stock currently available. We love selling the Samsung TV range because not only is the picture quality great, but they have the best smart TV functions, including KO for your sports viewing and the footy finals. Jason's TV can home deliver and set it all up for you with full instructions so it's easy to use. So for huge savings on your next TV, call Jason's TV 0403 688 1FM sponsor. The Shepparton Golf Club is regional golf's hidden gem. Right around your doorstep on the banks of the beautiful Goulburn River. With over a century of proud history, the Shepparton Golf Club features regularly in Australia's top 100 courses and is found in superb condition all year round. With first-class dining, entertainment and on-course accommodation, the Shepparton Golf Club provides its members and guests a prestige golfing, entertainment and dining experience that is rich in culture with a warm, welcoming country vibe. For more information on membership, restaurant and event calendar, visit shepherdandgolf.net.au and view our offering. Or call us anytime on 5821 1FM sponsor. Welcome back to the KDL Show here on your Saturday morning. We're going to have a look now at the netball, of course, qualifying final weekend. The first game, what a cracker today at Ironbark Stadium. Netball courts at Rushworth, Shepparton and East uh, who finished on top of the tree in season 2022. Take on Dookie, who finished fourth. The rankings in offence, Shepparton and East ranked two. In defence, one. In offence, Dookie ranked three. And in defence, ranked four. The winner will go to the prelim. The loser will meet Violet Town at Avenal next week. Yeah, it should be a good game in Nepal. Shepparton East have been outstanding this year. Undefeated, and obviously Dookie had a, a fabulous season as well. I think Dookie's record was 13-3. and three. I reckon they finished. Uh, they only lost to the three teams above them. So really good effort by Dookie as well. 
Um, I like Shep East. They're, they're a very well-balanced side. They've obviously got Sarah Maskell and Letitia Keedy uh, in defence. They've been outstanding. They've probably been the reason why they've... Ranked one. one. Yep. yep. And obviously Aaron Houston, the coach, which is Nick Irani's sister, back down there, which is Dwayne Houston's wife, of course. Uh, they've led a pretty resolute defence that has been hard to split. Obviously, you know, they've had young Mia Jeffrey that's played through the, the centre court area. Um, she's obviously touch and go as to whether she plays. She's been uh, unavailable the last few weeks with a bit of an um, ankle injury, I believe. Then down the other end, you've obviously got Cara Patterson and uh, Amy Reid that have been uh, outstanding in the goals. I watched them a couple of weeks ago against the Gamby and they were outstanding. That was a really good game of netball, high intensity, uh, goal for goal, and Sheppies were able to hold their nerve and win that game uh, and, and probably send a, you know, a message to the others that you know, no matter what you throw at us, we're going to be able to cope. When you look at Dookie, Jim O'Sullivan obviously is uh, you know, uh, down in the goals. You've obviously got Matty Owens and Georgie O'Connor that will be crucial. They'll need to take the rest of their team on their back because this is going to be a huge challenge. Played twice during the season on the opening day and then obviously later in the season, and Sheppies won both those pretty comfortably. And I think, Statsy, that, uh, you know, Shep East will win and will move through to the first prelim final in week four of the uh, KDL Apprenticeship Factory final series. You would think Shep and Anise, would, wouldn't you, today? They just uh, got it all before. I'm reading in the Shep News on Thursday, great coverage of the KDL Shep and the News are doing in 2022, that... Uh, Renewing hostilities. I didn't even think about this, but both formally in the Bacola League, of course, and uh, renewing hostilities where they uh, build up a real rivalry. So interesting times. But like you say, with uh, Keedy and Maskell in defence, ranking one, Shepparton and East. Uh, Georgie O'Connor in the midcourt, though, for uh, Dukey. Uh, they'll have their hands full trying to control her. But I think you would think Shepparton and East, wouldn't you? Finished on top, undefeated would get Dookie today at Ironbark Stadium. I think so, Statsy. And for Dookie to be any chance, they're going to have to make every post a winner. They're just going to have to minimise their turnovers, take their um, opportunities when they've got uh, the centre pass. But what I did notice when I did go out and have a look at Chep East and the Gamby, they were able to really do well in terms of turning the ball back over when they didn't have it. So, And that's true to Erin Houston, Sarah Maskell and Tisha Keedy doing a really good job down back. So they're able to win possession back and then, you know, start their, you know, drive forward, which then allowed the two girls in the goals, Pat, uh, Cara Patterson and, and Amy Reid. So, yeah, look, to me, I think the Chepies will, will be too strong uh, in this one. But the other one, Statsy, just 2v3, this is going to be an absolute cracking. They've only played once, these two teams, and they could not be separated. They played a draw. Um, Tally Groupner and the Gamby, 2v3. I did watch the Gamby a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Alicia White and Riley Elton were really good down back. I mean, you've obviously got Katie Sullivan through the midcourt. Uh, you got um, Maddie Biggs, um, who was uh, in that midcourt as well. Uh, she was outstanding for uh, the Lakers. And then, of course, the four-time uh, medalist, A-grade medalist, Shani Lloyd, still doing really well in goals. And then when you look at on the other side of ledger, you've got Fiona Down, that's uh, the coach of Tally, been outstanding. Claudia uh, Culliger. Um, uh, has been brilliant. She was runner-up in the best and fairest. Uh, Bree Giles was the uh, best and fairest winner. Young Sienna Heldon's doing really well. The, the worry for me is that Melinda Kitley might have hurt her leg uh, in that last home and away game. And if she's unavailable today, that's really going to hurt them because she's been outstanding in the goals for Tally. And that could be pivotal and could prove to be the uh, difference in the end. So for me, 
I do like the fact that Nagambi did really push Shep East a couple of weeks ago. Uh, got uh, that balance right. Tally uh, have been really good this year as well. But if Melinda Kitley is not playing in goals for Tally today, that could prove uh, the difference and, and um, might end up just swinging it in Nagambi's favour, I think. Statsy? I know Tally finished second, Nagambi finished third. Ranked one, one in offence, though, Nagambi. Uh, finishing third, ranked three in defence, that obviously finishing third, that's what it should be, really. Uh, but Telegarupna ranked four in offence and ranked two in defence. So it, it's interesting. Look, the winner of the pre- goes to the prelim, obviously. The loser will play Merrigan at Shepparton and East next week. Look, I'm, I know it was a draw last time. They didn't have Sharni Lloyd that's last right. time they played. I, I think I, I just tip it in favour in the Gamby statistically. Yeah, and I'm with you for that same reason. Um, you know, she didn't play that game, Sharni, and she she was good in the game against Shep East. Um, surprisingly, they missed a couple of goals that I didn't expect it to miss, which then allowed Shep East to then race the ball up the other end and, and take that advantage. But, yeah, for me, Shep East and the Gamby. No worries, Sam. We'll do it all again next week. And may your team win qualifying uh, weekend for the KDL. Thank you for listening to the KDL show on your Saturday morning. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter. And tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.